0: hello 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 apologies for the cough and welcome back to the dynasty wonderland podcast with me the mad chatter ryan mk and of course my guy the salary captain the march heron uh uh, mr aaron stewart what's up buddy how's it
1: going oh doing pretty good man doing pretty good another week of football classic sunday night football game indeed so how are you doing man
0: Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I got to lay around and enjoy football all day. Uh, Literally lay around uh, because I have a fucked up knee. Uh, Apparently, I have some um, patellar bursitis going on. And I don't know what the fuck caused it. Uh, And apparently, even even the I had some at home some come to the home doctor come and visit me and uh yeah bursitis and it just it came out of nowhere this morning I was taking some shit down to my car to take to our garage and and then all of a sudden my my knee just starts my left knee starts feeling gradually and gradually more sore had my wife take a look hey this one looks more swollen or this one looks bigger than the other. it looks swollen okay huh And then i just see it getting bigger and i start feeling it and i'm like "Oh, it feels like there's a sack of fluid under there and my mind starts going and i'm like because at one point in time i was going going to be a nurse (laughs) so i have a little bit of that kind of schooling under my belt so my brain starts going and my mom's a nurse so i i call her and i'm like i I just can't think what it bursitis and of course she was kind of freaked out because uh if there's any sort of infection in there that can lead to sepsis which is you know a no no bueno no bueno good sir and uh so get the get the on call come visit you at your house doc shows up and uh and checks it out and got me uh, some steroids and some antibiotics and and hopefully uh just try and stay off of it and I should be good in the next few days, but just to be safe, Aaron. Here's where it gets crazy. They wanted me to take an x-ray, right? Okay, no problem. Uh where do I gotta go? I, I can't go anywhere till Tuesday. Oh, well, we can have someone come take an x-ray of your knee here at your house. I'm 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 sorry, what? What? Yeah. Like I knew, they started doing all of this. That you, you know, with the coming to visit, they've. My wife has done this a couple of times before, but this I had never heard of. And it's true. This dude shows up, fancy little like forerunner type thing. The back opens up. This little machine lowers down, and he just fucking wheels it over. And it's got like a, a like a like a a metal uh frame and then in the middle is like a little box that's the x-ray and then it has a little arm attached to it and he just and he just had me stand there and he took x-rays of my shit and it was crazy and he couldn't bring the machine upstairs so i had to go downstairs so we're in the parking lot of my apartment complex (laughs) neighbors gotta be looking out the window like what the fuck is going on here these dudes are playing with robots are these guys in battle bots what's going on here because that's that's what it looked like but anyway so very interesting uh day and evening for me hopefully i'm on the mend (laughs) but not a lot of walking around which is hard for me Aaron, i i tend to pace a lot so having to you know stay off my feet is is difficult not not something i'm personally used to uh so But that's, that's how my day has gone. And hey, it's all right. Again, like I said, got to lay around, watch football, pretty much watch the red zone all day. So it really enjoyed the day. And let's go ahead and just chat for a few minutes about the Sunday night game because it's the big night or the big game of the week. And uh, those fucking Patriots almost pulled it off. And I was kind of rooting for him, even though I had picked the Bucks. And really, all I'm going to say about this game well, a couple of things. One, holy shit, Jacoby Myers. Two, I'm worried about Damien Harris. (laughs) Really worried about it. And I I was hearing on one of my NFL podcasts that there's some shit coming out about he's struggling in pass protection. That shit's never good for a running back. So, ask Tyson Williams. Yeah, exactly. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago too. Um, And so, yeah, it's it's kind of like those two things. And then, hey, Mac Jones ain't bad, man. Mac Jones ain't bad. Hey, if you got him as the fifth quarterback in in a rookie draft in like a super flex league this year, you are stoked than a motherfucker. You know, because I I mean, you got to think, I mean, yeah, the dude's been on some big stages, but holy shit, this is Sunday night football, at Gillette Stadium, the return of fucking Tom Brady, like, and dude held his own for the most part, man. So I was very impressed with him. And uh, so you got to be happy if you got him in some super flex leads. But other than that, that was uh those are my three kind of takeaways from the Sunday night game. The Bucs, obviously a little slowed down. Bill had a good game plan going against them. Um, so nothing to say about them. We know what to pretty much expect from them on a weekly basis. Uh, although Fournette was running angry, <laughs> but uh, <You> look good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll I'll toss it over to you. Those are kind of my takeaways from the game.
1: Yeah, probably my my big takeaway on this one was just Tom Brady's stat line. You know, I'm kind of looking at it right there, and and that was one of our talking points going into this game was okay. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the two guys have worked together for two decades it's tom brady knows everything bill belichick's gonna do bill belichick knows everything tom brady's gonna do right. how is it going to work and and honestly in terms of that particular particular matchup i think you got to give the victory to bill belichick on this one tom yeah. brady 43 pass attempts and completed roughly half of them think it's 22 no touchdowns it just nothing like it it Brady certainly wasn't the reason that that they wanted. They had to. The Buccaneers had to rely on the on the running game, which that was weird. (laughs) It's not something we normally see. And as you talked about, Leonard Fournette, twenty carries. He he was the guy. We had no no Geo and Ronald Jones. Well, he scored a touchdown. That was it. Mm. it. And Fournette touched the ball twenty three total times, and how many yards did he get he got 138 yards from scrimmage wow
0: yeah it was a hell of a game for Fournette. i know i got him on the bench in some league i, I know i do because i saw him earlier today when i was setting my line oh, <laughs> so wow. i know there's one league where i'm gonna be like fuck
1: son I mean, of a bitch i guess it was you know it was a it was a solid performance no touchdowns means i that ppr right under 17 points you know like Yes, you prefer that to be in your starting lineup, but eh, you know at least it wasn't like leaving a forty-point performance on the bench. But yeah, he was the main takeaway in this uh, offensively. Kind of looking at the, I was surprised with Chris Godwin. I kind of chalked that up to with Bill Belichick. What does what does he do? What do the Patriots do so well? They go, they're going to target whoever your top weapon is they're going to take them out. They're going right. to say, nope, we're not going to lose because you're able to, that one particular player has his weight with us. Right. And that ain't going to be it at all. So Mike Evans and Tony Brown, both caught seven passes and poor Goblin only targeted five times in this one the no Gronkowski I held out hope maybe OJ Howard might do something right but it was Cameron Brate with six targets with six targets yeah good old Cameron Brate a favorite of Brady's and on the Patriots side a little bit of everything really we've got what four guys four guys had between 50 and 70 receiving yards a couple of guys had 30 receiving yards the two tight ends they both scored touchdowns unfortunately i did see that yep. yeah seven catches though for 46 yards uh nothing still kind of still kind of figuring it out and you talked about jacoby myers it is the jacoby myers show we're just living that's in it. right get twice as many targets targets Yep, twice as many as the next highest guys. so he is the clear wide receiver one there he has value but man He is still without a career receiving touchdown. It's this crazy. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Although playing him in daily. (laughs) Although last season, he he had a couple of pass attempts and people, people saw that too. He he played quarterback in college and Mm. last year he had a couple of pass attempts and they were both touchdowns. So he's regressing as a passer. you know, two for two, but no touchdowns. Come on, Jacoby. Right. What are you doing? (laughs) Hmm.
0: But Mac Jones, look at that stat line, baby. 31 for 40 out of 40, 275, two touchdowns, did have the pick, handful of sacks, but uh, you know, solid game for him in that spot. I, I dig it. I dig it.
1: Right. Like uh, he definitely did what he was supposed to. And yeah, I, I think it's quite clear why the Patriots weeks ago decided to move on for Cam Newton. They don't need him. Like, sure, Mac Jones is going to look like a rookie at times, but. Typically, at the end of the day, there's going to be more positives than negatives. And, man, the Patriots, two decades of Tom Brady, and then a year in between, they go to Mac Jones. It looks like it just it moves on. It kind of reminds me of the Colts when they had Peyton Manning straight to Andrew Luck. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Okay, enough about that game because people – On other podcasts, we'll probably talk about, well, that's more of a football thing, because it definitely, for fantasy, wasn't anything crazy, so let's get into more with the fantasies. Off with their heads, my friend. Why don't you go ahead and begin, take it away with off with their heads, and full disclaimer, we do not actually want anybody to lose their fucking head, It's it's the Dynasty Wonderland, Wonderland, as in Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland, off with their heads. What the queen said, just, just, okay, so
1: getting red in the face. Yeah. The, the first off with their heads. I'm a patient person. I will give players weeks to start the season. After week four, you we kind of know about players. Ryan Tannehill, he's no longer a guy that is safe. From being dropped in rosters especially one qb leagues like you may have to start streaming and let's face it aj brown and julio jones are both out for this game they're dealing with hamstrings hamstrings are difficult like that's mm-hmm. stuff that honestly both guys are gonna have to deal with the rest of the season and it sucks and yep. when you take away those two guys i mean but the guy that led the team in receiving yards was Jeremy freaking McNichols, the backup running back, which I they, know. This is props, crazy. To, him. props to him. He has hung around the NFL. It's crazy. He's been in the league for like five years. It hasn't felt like that. But you know how many
0: a- leagues I drafted him in the third round of rookie drafts in? Like <laughs> fucking Jeremy McNichols. And it just yes. never. Never. And so to see him pop up like this was like, whoa, blast from the past.
1: Right? Because he did have a great profile on player profiler. Never worked out. It was weird. He flamed out of the league and then just created this room for himself. He right. stuck around. And, and good for him. I know some people are hyping up Nick Westbrook. And look, listen, it's I get it. there's opportunity, but there also has to be talent in order for it to work. And let's see, what did Nick Westbrook do? three catches, 29 yards on eight targets. It's people love to, to crap on Marquez Callaway, right? They're like, Oh, I guess he's not so good because he's, he's miscast. He's not a number one receiver. His best role is being a number two, number three receiver. And that's what we have with Nick Westbrook. And I don't know how long AJ Brown and Julio Jones are going to be out, but Brian Tannehill struggled. I mean, you've got Derek Henry, kind of my joke for this, this week was that, Hey, Derek Henry is really going to be the receiver wide receiver one. I don't know. Let's see. He had, well, a Henry type stat line at, at in terms of receiving two catches for 20 yards. <laughs> um, but Tannehill just, wow. Almost 50 pass attempts and still couldn't get 300 yards. So, off with his head, like with Ryan Tannehill, Like we're at the point you don't have to hold on to him. There are better streaming options. That, that is what he is this season. He is a streaming quarterback.
0: I can't disagree. I actually think Tannehill is a lot better than a lot of people have given him credit for over time. He's proved that in Tennessee. But he is not a superstar, so he still needs the talent around him. And they clearly do not have enough talent. It is literally like Tannehill, Henry, Julio, and AJ. And if you take a couple of those guys out, then it's a fucking mess. So I, I'm with you. It's it's and but I would also like to point out if you checked out the infirmary report this morning, then you would have noticed that I had my eyes on a one Chester Rogers who wasn't terrible, who wasn't terrible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. With I can't disagree with you there. The, the Titans are a fucking mess.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, one of my teams. Is one of my fantasy teams There's a lot of Tennessee Titan <laughs> investment in it? So needless to say, it's a very crappy team. <laughs> right. So poor Tannehill. You know, I'm with you. Not a bad quarterback, but just the way things are going, something's out of his control. Yep. What can you do? about you who's your first off with off with their heads
0: my first one brandon Ayuk. i love brandon Ayuk, and i'm gonna i'm gonna also preface or uh put a little asterisk on this by adding and slash or the fucking coaching staff because what are we doing is it him is he in the doc i mean Last week was a little bit better, but this week, three targets, one catch for 15 yards. What the fuck is going on? Now, let's see, because I'm going to get into this later on, but looks like there's going to be a new quarterback there going for a minute, and uh, it might not look too bad. So we'll see if he can get more involved that way. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, Uh, i've had enough of his disappearing act whether it's him or the coaching staff whatever the hell it is what is going on this is insane i don't like it off with all their heads
1: that's an excellent candidate it's just like Tannehill. it's you know a redraft and look like he's just burning a hole on your bench and so might as well take a shot on a high upside guy and it sucks because you know when you drop him like Suddenly they'll start utilizing them, but but we have four weeks. We are we are basically at the quarter part of the season, and at this point you follow usage, and they're just not utilizing him the way we all thought that he would or should be utilized.
0: All right. Okay, what's your next one, buddy?
1: Next one I got is a guy that's had opportunity, plenty of opportunity, and has done nothing. That's Sammy Watkins kind of gave me some false hope in week one because he he had, I want to say, 96 yards against the Raiders. And I kept going, okay, cool. Like the the Ravens made an effort to add weapons for Lamar Jackson. They already have Marquise Brown as a deep threat, Mark Andrews, a pass-catching threat at tight end, brought in Watkins, the draft Rashad Bateman in the first round. And actually speaking of Bateman, that's the reason why it's off with his head. Is for Sammy Watkins, is that he's had a perfect chance. He's had four weeks to to even establish himself as way ahead of Rashad Bateman. But this was what was what was his catches here? Four catches, 49 yards. I swear, these past three weeks, I feel like he's always been three to four catches and like 45 to 50 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Look, when Rashad Bateman, it won't be, it won't be immediate. It will take a little bit of time, but Bateman's going to come in and clearly take that role from him. And look, you can't start Watkins now. And if Bateman takes over his role, you really can't do anything with him. I, I held out hope. I really thought, awesome man, opportunity, good offense, but off of this head, just permanently. Like I don't think he'll ever be fantasy relevant again. Just poor guy. Mm.
0: There's another one I can't disagree with. And I similarly, um, I was never big on Watkins. So like this was one of the few years where I was like, okay, I'm kind of in on Watkins this year, you know, get him on a couple rosters. rosters. Um, but yeah, he's done nothing. And I'm also a big fan of Bateman and was devastated when he got hurt. Um, but now it's time to start getting excited about his return. And um, cause he's, past the mark so he can return seems like he's just not quite ready yet so we're gonna get him back soon and that's uh that's gonna be exciting so indeed all right I'm gonna go with the Dolphins all of them not not real Dolphins uh it it reminds me I, I don't know if you're a South Park fan yeah Yeah. okay oh yeah i don't know if you remember a certain episode where there was this whole thing about the japanese killing whales and dolphins and i think it was called whale whores was the name of the episode (laughs) and they're like fuck you dolphin fuck you it was so hilarious i I probably it's probably didn't age well i probably shouldn't do that at all (laughs) but uh good old south park some of the craziest shit you'll ever, ever see. Um, I haven't watched that in a long time. Oh, no, wait. I take that back. I watched the pandemic episode or the pandemic special. <laughs> and uh yeah, there's some other good ones where, okay, I'm not going to get into it. Oh, anyway, the dolphins, I'm off with all their heads. Fuck you, dolphins. Just as they said in that South Park episode. Fuck you, dolphins. Yeah, And it's that, really, the- it's, oh, sorry. And no, it, it's just, like, I really wanted to see if, if there was something with Tua, what was going to happen with Tua. He gets hurt. You bring in Jake Brisket, but it's pretty close. Jake Brisket's not terrible. He's doing okay. But this was supposed to be a pretty good Miami defense. And look, at, I mean, they, they got thrashed by the, the, the Raiders' offense line. And then this week. The Colts, the winless Colts, now I did pick them to win because I thought they would win, but I mean, they came in on the road and it, like, I it just, it's just crazy to me. And it, it, this was supposed to be, well, what some people would have thought the second best team in that division. And, um, they just don't look very good. And, and, and so, and that's also concerning for me, like if you've got two and dynasty, what the fuck do you do with it? You know? And, and especially because it, clearly the dolphins are not, you know, good enough to compete even with Tua. And I guess the one thing you could say is maybe Tua is not good enough to raise people. Up. He's not good enough to take that team and put it on his back. Um, so he is going to need more talent. So maybe we know what kind of quarterback he is. I, I don't know. It just seems like they're a mess. And uh, like I do like some of their players, but I mean, I, I just the, the 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 they have no run game. You do, Malcolm Brown, Miles My, Gaskin got two fucking carries. Malcolm Brown got eight for twenty three yards. Like no fucking run game. It's Devontae Parker's like eh man leading receiver but he's meh i like mike gasecki but we have no idea what's going to happen with him he's actually had a a a solid year aside from the one donut and but we don't have any idea what he's going to do now he's going to be a free agent but that's all we know so it's i don't know i don't know man off of their heads i just just have had enough with him I'm, i'm i guess i'm just tired of caring about him
1: yeah well, it's an offense that's been hit with injuries as you mentioned with Tua, Will Fuller. It the offensive line is is just dog crap, just absolutely horrible. No run game as you talked about. Like there's there's nothing. Like it's it's honestly surprising they scored 17 points. And, yeah. and- Will Fuller, two targets. I just and, and then he gets hurt with a hand injury. And, you know, I, and that's maybe, right. That's right. I i think what it was, was he was reaching for some performance enhancing drugs and then you know, he <laughs> slipped and fell and he landed on his hand. You know, it's, it happens to happens to the best of us. Will, I, I'm sorry, but this, yeah, it, there isn't a single good thing. I, I don't know what the identity for the Dolphins offense is. I don't think they know what the identity is. They just, it's crazy. The Miles Gaskin thing in particular. It's like, okay, I get it. Maybe he's not a bell cow. How is he only touching the ball twice? Crazy. So yeah, off their heads. There isn't a single player there that is safe from from being cut. At least to redraft.
0: Yep, yep. I'm with you. All right, buddy. What's your last one? Your last off of their heads. And sorry, right. I went on a while about the Dolphins. Fuck you, All Dolphins.
1: That, that's okay. Uh, and I'll be quick with mine because it's a similar team. Because When I was doing my list, I was thinking of the Dolphins, too. And some of them must have told me that you were going to talk about them. I don't know. But mine is similar offense. Saints offense. Except for Camara. Although I'll, I'll also say Camara is it's not seeing quite the same reception uh, that the targets of receptions that you saw in past seasons. And look, Cool, awesome. He got it done on the ground today, but it was his fourth career game with 100 yards rushing. Like the thing that makes Kamara so dangerous in fantasy football is that he does catch passes. Right. And this offense just isn't passing the ball, and it's not necessarily that James Winston's been bad. It's just the volume's always in the low 20s. That is, that's Jimmy Garoppolo levels. That really is. And the efficiency, sure, it's awesome, but. Ultimately, in fantasy football, what scores points is opportunities. Mm -hmm. We thought Adam Troutman could be a breakout tight end. Apparently, it's Jawan Johnson. But uh, you looked at at today's game and all they're doing, it's good for real-life football, but it sucks for fantasy. They're spreading the ball out to several different guys. Today was Deontay freaking Harris. Deontay freaking Harris with eight targets. They're like, if you're ever having to target him eight times in a game, yeah, you're gonna lose. And guess what? They lost. <laughs> like, Deontay Harris is, you he work some trick plays, maybe target him in the slot. But That's what he should have, he should never be seeing eight targets in a game. Never. Marquez Galloway, I was hoping for it, but he's just, he's miscast. He's not an out yeah. receiver. Like, he's best. He could be a guy getting five, six targets, but. Yeah, there's nobody there. You look at the offense, you're like, who the heck is the number one target? So just, it's a mess. It's a mess. Good luck trying to predict the fantasy success right. week to week on who's going to break out. Either Jawan Johnson will catch a touchdown or yeah, Deontay Harris gets heavily involved again. It's just, Yeah, it's kind of it's a stay away just, offense, pretty much. It, again, aside yeah, from
0: Alvin Kamara, obviously. Yeah.
1: And, and his upside is just, it's not what it used to be. Just like, Poor Winston. I know a lot of people thought Winston would be good for fantasy for for everyone, but no. Like the, the answer to that between him and Taysom Hill, neither one of them's good for fantasy for the Saints. For in, in particular, Alvin Kamara, I hate it. I hate it.
0: But he got the LASIK.
1: He got the
0: LASIK, Aaron. I mean, he got the LASIK, brother. I, I'm I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm just talking shit on all sorts. Okay. Um, <laughs> no I, I i hey i was actually in that crowd not the lasik crowd but just the in general that hey you know this could be a good thing Jameis, the tower in the saints and it, it really hasn't been so <laughs> so yeah I, i'm pretty much in agreement with you my friend stay away fuck the saints offense <laughs> all right my very final one is quite simple and it's a good thing it doesn't uh this doesn't really, we don't really want people to lose their heads because the final one I'm going to have to say is me because <clears throat> I will explain why. If you read the infirmary today, you will have heard me say, get out of here with Randall Cobb." He got five passes for 69 yards and two touchdowns whoops <laughs> okay. happens. Oh, we can't I predict it. the touchdown <laughs> but he was still had the most yards on the team I mean second most targets so it, it, like I said get out of here Randall it is funny it's just a random little thing you know but it is like I specifically called out Randall Cobb in the infirmary whoopsies
1: whoops okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, de- I do actually still have him rostered in one league and he's on my bench. Oh, that's unfortunate. The one game I would ever get productivity probably See, I probably shouldn't say that because now he's just going to go on to, uh, okay, I'm done. All right. Off with their heads. Good stuff, Aaron. Let's move on to our mad five. And this today, I just, I just a very simple way. I got the wheel. There's four A's and four R's. We're going to spin the wheel to see who goes first. Mr. Aaron, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Let's get it going.
1: My first take, so I just got to say, Dallas Cowboys fan, they're legit. They are legit this year. And they're fun. They should be fun, not just for Cowboys fans, but for fantasy football fans. That run game, I, I, was, I was surprised. I didn't think they were going to lean on the run um, as much as they did this game and have the success that they did because Carolina has been pretty stout. Going into this game, Carolina mm. was the best running defense, fewest rushing yards, lowest yards per attempt. And Zeke and Zeke and Tony Pollard combined, what was it, 130 yards on a touchdown on the ground and doing it efficiently holy moly like just good luck to the nfl and and also just the the utilization is that zeke's zeke is still productive he scored a touchdown and pollard no usage in the passing game uh this week that is a little concerning but maybe that's just because cowboys didn't pass much but efficient 10 carries 67 yards but i love it cowboys are legit but maybe the the mind-blowing thing is their offensive play calling is better, but this isn't the Cowboys we had from last year that were extremely pass happy in that that small sample size before Dak got hurt. And that also means that CeeDee Lamb disappoints. Amari Cooper had already been dealing, he was hobbled with an injury and he was questionable to play already. But yes, yeah, so it's bad news for those guys good news for i think the two cowboys running backs i think going forward you can you can flex tony pollard oh yes yeah. he's gonna have enough involvement and zeke is going to be involved even in the past game he's going to see some targets too so comfortably still start zeke a lot of people like to say that he's splash he's not and pollard you flex him and receivers i'm i'm monitoring this was not not good for them but for real life for cowboys fandom I was excited three and one we've got some good wins there yes top done defeated team
0: that's right i really don't have much to say because i i agree i kind of felt um from week one when they went toe to toe with the bucks i kind of felt like oh the cowboys are going to be good this year and then just seeing because they didn't have much of the running game that particular night but to see it come alive the past few weeks yeah that's been an even more positive set So, the defense has been playing better. You know, they're still not like what you'd think of as a top unit, but they've been playing solid. So, I mean, if you're getting, if you got this high powered offense and your defense is at least respectable, hey, that's usually enough, man. So, I think you guys are in a good spot, in a good spot for sure. You guys, I think the the Cowboys, the team that you root for is. (laughs) <laughs> in a good spot okay uh, so yeah so for my first of the mad five and i'm doing titled ones again this week love it this one you just spoke on the team that's really you know leading the pack in the nfc least as they say, as the kids say, Tennessee at least. So my first Mad Five is called Kings of the North, question mark, because I wonder who in the AFC North are the true kings? Clearly, it's not looking like Pittsburgh. Uh, They're looking like lasties, if you know what I mean. And we had Cincy winning on Thursday. But both Cleveland and Baltimore won. Cleveland, a very unimpressive offensively um game, but they won. But it did not look good. Now who the hell did they play? Why am I getting it? I almost said Denver.
1: <laughs> but not quite. Minnesota Vikings. That's right. Baltimore played Denver. Okay.
0: So, it, you know, it is kind of a weird one because Minnesota's defense really hasn't been anything crazy. And it, it just felt like, I'd, again, I'm watching this through red zone. I'm not, you know, watching many games just all the way through by themselves. So it's just based on what I'm seeing, but it's looking like a defensive game. What's going on here? Not even the Vikings offense, which has been putting up points, is putting up points. So very weird game. But the Browns, it's just kind of – I mean, I guess if you look at the overall with the Vikings, they should be better than their record. So maybe this is a better win than we really think. But it was just kind of a weird one. I was just a little unimpressed. And then Baltimore going to Denver. Denver losing Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry, Teddy. Um concussion i believe and you know drew lock comes in so in the second half baltimore went and took care of their business even being on the road in the mile high they got it done and uh so it's kind of i don't i don't know i almost i, I mean since he was kind of the most impressive this week but they also played jacksonville so <laughs> you know but I, i'm just kind of looking at that i find all these teams interesting and um from a football perspective but fantasy wise i mean you know where to look at baltimore but i think like Cincinnati's the fantasy goldmine because uh the the thing with cleveland is yeah you're gonna kareem hunt's gonna have his games and nick chubb's gonna be solid but in the passing game baker is who were you talking about previously the saints Was it the same? They spread it yeah. around, you yeah. know, so it, 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 there's not, a, you know, it doesn't appear there's going to be a lot of one person, even Odell dominating targets. And so, you know, we'll see if this, you know, was later in the year last year when the offense got a little more going and Baker got a little more. Going. So we'll see if he picks it up as the year goes on. But I am kind of a, it just kind of, eh, maybe a little concerned about the Browns offense, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, maybe it's recency bias, but, and sorry to ramble so long, but I'm very impressed with the Bengals, I guess, is my big, my biggest takeaway from, um, this week of, of football in this division. Um, little concerned about Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, I'm ready for Rashad Bateman to return, and then Cincy. I mean, Cincy's just, I'm loving what they're doing, and fantasy-wise, they're jackpot.
1: Love it. Yeah, it is, it always seems that that division is a very competitive division throughout the season, so it's fitting, uh, because I believe besides the Steelers, everyone's three and one, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so it's just, there's always trends there it's like the NFC at least as you joked about uh, you know they they struggle to it is crazy you trace this back to the early 2000s and they ne- the there's yet to be a division winner that has won the division back to back years or something like that like you go and look over the last since the turn of the century and, and i mentioned that because that is the AFC North with competitive Uh, teams it's always three usually it's the Steelers Ravens and like one of the Ohio teams is competing for a little bit until they Mm -hmm. fall out so we're gonna see I mean should be rooting for Cincinnati I think a lot of people they go oh it's the Bengals but you know they did they did do some good things this offseason kind of went under the radar under the radar now who knows? I still think they should have taken the offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow but Hard to argue with what Jamar Chase has been doing, too.
0: Well, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Get the offensive lineman. But, I mean, Joe's proven himself to be Pretty fucking stellar, and if he continues this ascension, it, it might have been the right move because you get him a playmaker, a playmaker he's familiar with, and then you could just to continue because he is like they were calling him on my one slippery Joe. I mean, he's he's did, done a decent job of that. So, um, you know, he could be one of those types that's not letting him get. And I know we got hurt last year, but it you know, another year in the league, a little more experience, he could be one of those that you know. He's pretty good at evading and keeping himself from getting hurt uh, especially since he's been hurt already so we'll, we'll see what happens but i'm a really big fan of them but i'll shut up that was too long of one i apologize so i'll throw it back to you for your second one
1: i'll be quick i promise my second one <laughs> this one paints me this has been my favorite fantasy player to watch past half decade, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. I love John o. Smith. Before John knew, it was DeAndre Hopkins. <sighs> Hopkins in week two, the first quarter, he had four catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. Since that first quarter, so the past 11 quarters, including this game, he has had seven catches, and if I could do math on air, that is seven catches for 88 yards over the past 11 quarters seven catches for 88 yards let that sink in i mention that because it's a big part of that is he suffered bruised ribs in week two after that like some point in the first quarter after that the the touchdown he had suffered the the rib injury it's definitely got to be playing a part in his injury it was actually my bonus sit this week, which I target players that are starting in fifty percent of leagues or more. I said, mm-hmm. "Look, I don't like it. I don't. It's maybe the injury, but the usage is not what it used to be. He used to be a hundred and forty plus target guy. They're spreading the ball out more. Yep. And I mentioned that because sure Hopkins, at least for this season, the rest of the season, he's no longer a guy that you can assume. Oh, yeah." he's going to give me a top 12 performance. He can't, he just, that hasn't been what he's been this year going into the week. He was wide receiver 24 fantasy points per game and a four catch for 67 yards and no touchdown. That's under 11 fantasy points. It's only going to go down. (sighs) Maybe it will get better, but the things we've seen with this offense is they're not afraid to throw to Christian Kirk, have him targeted five, six times, or There's a Rondale Moore, four or five targets to him. A.J. Green, the corpse of A.J. Green that's getting six (laughs) six or seven targets. It is so
0: weird. It it was so weird seeing him on red zone and like I'm just like it's not that I forgot he went there, but it's just so weird. It It
1: is. (laughs) Because he's been in the Bengals jersey for so long and then here's one. Max freaking Williams. Max with two X's. In year seven Seems to be having his tight uh, tight end breakout season. This it's, is crazy. That's
0: so weird too.
1: <laughs> I, I don't get it. But like he got featured in this game. Like six targets for him. Yeah. And, and Hopkins, and he did in year one with the Cardinals. Like he was still the guy, but Christian Kirk looks so much better. And Rondell Moore is explosive. They've got all these guys. And now Kyler Murray, who, a little side note, is on pace for 51 touchdowns, 51 <laughs> total touchdowns this year. Four and O Cardinal team, fifty one touchdown pace. Like it could be MVP season for Kyler freaking Murray. I was going
0: to say, you know, you know me, I was thinking, uh, dangerous Mr. Wilson yeah. was going to be a prime candidate this season, and uh, no, not so much. But Kyler Murray, yes, very Kyler has to Murray. be. You know, especially if he continues what he's doing, it very much has to be in the conversation. So.
1: And- And if the Cardinals weren't undefeated, if they were struggling, if they were two and two, I'd be like, okay, when Hopkins gets healthy, they just feed them the ball, feed them the ball, feed them the ball, feed them the ball, ball, do everything. But they're winning. Why should they change things? It's not that Hopkins is going to continue to be this unproductive. And I do believe that is due to this rib injury. I don't know how long... Bruised ribs will last for a player. I would oh, think right. it's just a few weeks, but still it's something to think about, especially when you're setting your lineups. Sometimes in order to win your leagues, you have to make those difficult decisions. It's like in week one, Robert Woods. Apparently, you just sit Robert Woods on your bench all all season. I hope that's not the case with Hopkins, but we have to be aware. We have to use our brain, use our eyes and see that Hopkins for the past, well, the majority of the past three games hasn't
0: done anything okay (laughs) sorry i was looking up (laughs) i was paying attention um and i don't have anything else to add so if you are good i'm gonna move on to my second one and that's the wild wild west and that is the nfc west and i bring it up because you're speaking the cardinals talking about Kyler murray Uh, potentially on an MVP trail Um, and uh, despite, you know, Mr. Hopkins and his descent and you know, even though the Rams not the greatest game, they really got it It seemed like they got punched in the mouth and the car just got up and they just couldn't keep up and I wouldn't say I would not say I'm worried about them. I think they'll be fine, but this is this shit's gonna happen. This is gonna be a tough ass division, and uh, the good news is, is that I think, you know, there's fantasy goodness involved in all these teams. You know, uh, I'm a little concerned with Seattle's offense because even today they win, and it feels like they win big because of the score, but they really don't, because Russell Wilson 149 yards, two touchdowns, and also what what is with Alex Collins? Like, I'm no big Chris Carson fan, but how is Alex Collins? What the hell? <laughs> I mean, admittedly, he was better, but it's just so weird. So Seattle's offense, here it's just weird to me. I've said weird a bunch of times this episode. I apologize, but there's a lot of weird shit going on in football, if you ask me. So, but yes, still love them. And then the 49ers, of course. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. It sounds like he's gonna be away for a little bit of time, which is you know, means it's Trey Lance season, right? It's time, it's I'm time. Excited. And and nine for 18, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Not bad. I also said yuck, yuck. I, I actually I, I when I, I talked about Trey Sermon, I specifically said. Yuck, double yuck with a side of yuck, or something like that. Something like that. And uh, and hey, I'll give him this. He averaged four point seven yards per carry. Better than I thought he would. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But no catches. <laughs> so he really like if you played him, he got you eight point nine points or nine points if they do the whole thing. Anyway, I won't ramble on about that. But. <clears throat> I'm hoping Elijah Mitchell comes back. That's what I'm hoping through all of this and that he can do what he did in the week he played, because I believe he can. Um, And then maybe they'll have like someone you can rely on in that running game, because as of this point, you really can't. I mean, you can rely on Sermon if you'd like, but then again, I would say yuck, double yuck with a side of yuck. So um, but otherwise, I already talked about a Ayuk. And I mean, Debo's the man in that offense. Debo's the man right now. We'll see what happens with, you know, Trey Lance in full control. Uh, we'll see how this offense evolves. I'm excited to see it. So, yes, I love this division. I'm going to quit rambling about it, but it's just it's full of fantasy good- goodness. And, you know, it's going to be crazy because Not all four of those teams are going to make the play. I mean, like, (laughs) you know, there's going to be gives somewhere. So my money would probably be on the Seahawks at this point, but I I guess there's no guarantee. We'll see.
1: And I'll jump to a different division where there was a team that I think everyone thought was chalk for making the playoffs that after this performance, if you weren't concerned before, you should be. That's the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans. They just yeah. lost to the J E T S Jets, 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 and yeah. and I I get it. I talked about it with Ryan Tannehill. Like that, this offense just injuries and everything. It's falling apart. Yeah. And this is more of a shout out to the Jets. Like man, people rightfully so just crap on this team oh man it only took three weeks for the jets to immediately become the worst team in the league again it seems that each year like about this time of the season the jets are super super big underdog in, in all their games and the thing i had to say was it, i picked the jets to win this game straight up no spread just straight up winning this game because quite frankly tennessee hasn't done anything to to impress me, just from what I've watched, what I've what I've seen, just piss poor defense. Then you take away the passing options. I'm like, cool. I mean, Derrick Henry can eat, and he right. did. I mean, he did eat on against the Jets, 150 rushing yards. Doesn't doesn't matter. Like, okay, cool. You can run. Yeah, uh, but
0: in, I I don't care how awesome he is in a 17 game season. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Every team playing 17. 17- he can't just keep accumulating all these carries like that's going to catch up to him at some point
1: (laughs) he i know he's a freak he is a freak he is built so different but back to the jess honestly just props to him like we have been
0: yes i agree
1: there's a lot of rookie quarterbacks that mac jones has been the one that's looked the best justin fields a little shaky in his first two starts but he got he got the w uh trevor lawrence still looking for his first career win Trey Lance hasn't started a game yet, so just good for Zach Wilson that he got his first win like he, he just, you just get the monkey off your back there. It was huge for the jets, those fans, those poor fans. Shout out to the e v g. We know he's a jets fan yeah you know it's it's difficult as a difficult team to be a fan of. They gave him something to to be proud of, to cheer for for at least this week
0: yeah, despite no fucking running game. <laughs> no running game. another team with no absolutely line. no running game these yeah. teams with the, like i i just it, it drives me nuts no fucking again nobody like nobody okay i'm sorry Crazy. um no yes i agree with you um i don't know if you have any more but yeah the jets man I, I i was kind of down on zach wilson just because it's it's kind of like man come on you got to show a little more than what you're showing and i admit i saw some shit myself today during red zone I'm like he had a couple of really nice passes. because that was one of the later games going at the end of red zone so yeah i i was um uh, i was impressed with what they did today, but it's also to Tennessee, who is right. has no defense and uh, clearly no offense other than Derrick Henry at the moment. So, right. yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Okay.
1: I think it was a sign of just like, hey, okay, look, they're they're a fringe play. The Titans are a fringe playoff team at best right now. There is a whole right. lot of holes on that team,
0: and the Jets fans have hope which is a wonderful thing and, and also poisonous. (laughs) All right. My third one, uh, you mentioned Justin Fields and uh, this, I'm going to bring him up real quick in this one titled works in progress. And I specifically mean Philly, Chicago, and specifically their quarterbacks. Um, Jalen hurts, you know, again, good and bad. Uh They were getting smashed by the Chiefs, so like you know there's a little bit of obviously he's t- stats from having to fling it to try and catch up but I feel like if the Eagles really continue to give him the opportunity, I'd like to see what he can do by the end of the year because I think he he can continue to to develop well. Fields, I'm a little worried about. I want to hear what my podcasts say um, about some of these people that like, these football guys that actually watch the film and pay attention to like the play calling specifically. And what is what kind of offense are they? Because I can't gather much. I mean, not that I'm great at that shit anyway, but I can't gather much when I'm watching Red Zone. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I can look at the box score and go, okay, looks like he was decent, but nothing, nothing special. And, um, <clears throat> and so I want to hear, you, you know, because it, it seemed to me like, seems like the it, Philly, I guess what I'm trying to get out is actually trying to give Hertz a chance while Nagy in Chicago is trying to get fields to do the same offense as Dalton without trying to alter it to his. And it's like, that doesn't make it. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I think it, it, you know, that could likely mean that it's true when Andy Dalton's healthy, it's back to Andy Dalton. And so I, you know, this very well could be kind of a, red shirt type of year for Justin I don't want to make that proclamation or anything but it just it, it all feels very weird everything the Bears have done I mean we and you've we've talked plenty about these guys <laughs> the people that run this organization but it, it, it's just like I, I don't fucking get it and so it, it's partly because I could see you know by the end of the year that Philly offense be, being you know pretty solid and hurts a, because it does feel like that at least they're kind of giving them a little bit more of a chance like they're okay we, we want to see what you can do whereas like it's almost like nagy's like hiding fields or something. like no we'll get to you later and it's like dude you could get fired either way like <laughs> why don't you just cater the i, I don't know anyway Said it wasn't going to take long on that one, but yeah, works in progress because, you know, both teams, both quarterbacks works in progress. But, you know, when it comes to fantasy and this year in particular, like uh, I I do believe we're going to get more out of Philly and Jalen Hurts. So um, that's my opinion. And uh, I'll throw it to you, my friend.
1: Yep. So next one I got is I got to poke some fun at the people that are zero RB drafters. You know, the zero RBs. Let's get let's get all of our wide receivers early and then we'll get some late round guys. We'll get, you know, the uh, uh, Jamal Williams, the Philip Lindsay's the Mike Davises is their usual prototype. Right. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Mike Davis in particular, because who would have thunk it that the real running back that zero RB teams should have drafted was core Patterson. I mean, shoot the dude was a former receiver or maybe even a current receiver. We don't really know what he is. He's just a weapon. And mm. and honestly, that's great. That's awesome in fantasy football. And hey, I don't care how a player scores the points. As long as he scores fantasy points, he's got you still of approval for me. Three receiving touchdowns uh, today and just He's so much more efficient on the ground. I get it. Like he's probably not a guy that you want to go and give a heavy workload on the ground compared to like Mike Davis. Like, Mike Davis is more of a, I guess, traditional running back, but geez. Right. Like, come on, Atlanta. Like, let's let's do something. Like, let's continue to keep these touches coming for Cadero Patterson because Davis just. And I had to watch the Falcons game. Falcons don't interest me one bit in me going out of my way to find a Falcons game to watch. It's just the truth. But Davis, when you pull up the stat lines, the box scores, it's just ugly. So, but Cordero Patterson, man, this game right here, I was a little hesitant last week. You know, a lot of people are going, I got I to gotta get Cordero Patterson. Got to add him, got to add him. I was like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it a one week thing? This is a trend and I'm, I'm on board. I love the way they utilize them, especially like getting them all the touches in, in the receiving game. Don't, you don't want to chase the touchdowns, but you want to chase the usage here. Cordero Patterson wheels up.
0: Right. And it's crazy because I'm going to say this real quick. There years ago when he played for Minnesota, there was a contingent of online Vikings fans who fully believed you know because with with him in Minnesota his time i mean he would have flashy moments and he you know he did well on the kickoff returns but otherwise uh eh. there was a contingent of fans that said he needs to be a fucking running back oh yeah good idea and i do remember some team after he left the Vikings, signed him and said, yeah, we're going to try and um, have him play more running back. And I remember some sort of interview with Mike Zimmer where he was like, yeah, we had kind of talked about it, but we never did it. And I was like, you fucking dickheads. And so, but still you've never really seen it kind of come to fruition. Like it seems to be now in Atlanta. But I think that's his. That there's that there's crap for competition there, and his versatility is such a boon because the, he can play that receiver position. So we, it, it's just yeah, I agree with you. It's I'm all good, and it's, I love seeing this dude succeed personally. Um, <clears throat> watched him for a lot of years, so yes, uh, and I'm going to stick in that same game with mine. Unless you had anything else to add? No, oh, I got it. hitting him um, with it. T-Mac, Mr. McLaurin, fucking six catches. He had 13 targets. Got a little less than half. Six six catches. But, man, if he could catch it. Because on those six, 123 yards, two touchdowns. But he's getting the volume. He is the man. Curtis Samuel came back, and you had to figure he wasn't going to just jump in and have a huge roll. Four four targets, they're getting them mixed in a little bit. but. Terry McLaurin it's really you know it just he was one of those guys that felt like just kind of underrated and it's like man this dude is not only awesome but he's he's a number one I'm all for those underrated number ones You, you know what I mean and this guy to me was one of them and it's just good to see that, and I want to see it keep up because Heineke played well, man. Two hundred ninety ninety yards, three touchdowns, twenty three for thirty three other completions. Like this offense is is playing pretty well. Gibson had a solid game. Like uh, Logan Thomas got hurt, fucking bummer. But uh, you know, there's like there's stuff to like with this team, and 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 um, you, you know. The defense isn't really what people thought it was going to be. But, hey, the offense is rolling pretty well. And uh, you're getting good football out of a, a Heineke as well, which you, you got to love. So, um, And the Falcons let another one slip away. <laughs> oh, poor Atlanta fans. I, I'm sorry. I feel your pain. I really do. <clears throat> I really do. So uh, comment if you wish. Otherwise – you may go on to your is it are we at the final one yes so i think we're at the final
1: one so yeah Nah, it was it was good to see mclaurin and, and taylor heineke that that stack there
0: oh yeah oh and by the way i forgot i'm sorry taylor t-mac and the foreskins was the title of this one so sorry, sorry
1: i love it i love well for one for one weekend i was a fan of the washington football team because I had a DraftKings lineup that was built around the stack of a Taylor Heineke and Terry. Very McCoy nice. That did extremely well. Made I me lots of money. So I'm just I'm happy with that. Like and yeah. and, and with McLaurin, he came off the rough game against Buffalo. And yeah. it's just there wasn't anything on him. Heineke, it was good to see him do well in this game, but it's a reminder, he's he's a replacement level talent at best uh, on that. So he could take advantage of a matchup against the Falcons, and that's why he struggles against the Bills. And, you know, what? whoever they play next, just look at the past defense. If they're good, avoid Heineke, and maybe, maybe avoid McLaurin. And if they're mm-hmm. bad, wheels up. McLaurin is almost quarterback-proof to a degree. But uh, that's all I've got uh, on that one.
0: I'd agree with that. He's going to win. If Washington can get a quarterback a quarterback next year. Whoo! Love it. anyway go ahead buddy
1: we're gonna stay in the same division NFC oh, East New York Giants in particular <laughs> one player that is divided everybody good old Saquon Barkley this is good, good to see man he's back baby it's good Saquon Barkley fucking see is back and guess what he was never really gone it's just that people have to understand patience these, these injuries too these injuries take a little bit it Joe Burrow who suffered a a worse knee injury because his was ACL along with the MCL and, and the PCL it took him a little bit to get going the same thing with Barkley he just tore his ACL but it just this is about the time we expected him to get back and you know what yeah i said in what week Was it week two? I think it was week two that I I benched Saquon Barkley. It may have been last week. I I can't remember. But the the Thursday night football game, whenever they played the Thursday night football game, it was like, eh, short week, come back from a knee injury. Let's sit on this week. And I did. But it was wheels up for this week because, hey, you have more than enough time to prepare. It's back on playing on a Sunday instead of those weird middle of the week games. And and Barkley's going to be fine. Barkley is going to be fine. Who cares about his offensive line? I don't care. I didn't care last week in Najee Harris's offensive line, and he caught 14 passes. Like, fancy points are fancy points. And Barkley showed you in the receiving game. I want to say it was a five catch for 74 yards, just receiving. Like, awesome. Yep, and a touchdown. And a touchdown. Yeah, be touchdown
0: receiving, touchdown rushing.
1: I love it. I love it. So, seeing that utilization, be like, okay, we're fine. We are fine with Saquon Barkley. He's Back, baby.
0: I love it, and Kenny Galladay had a good game, mm-hmm. went over 100 yards. But I would like to point out. I'm, I'm going to point out. I had a really good infirmary. I feel like today, because <laughs> I'm going to point out another one where I said everybody was talking about Kadarius Tony, but I said don't forget about a certain free agent acquisition that the Giants are getting back off the IR. A one. A former Bengals. Speaking of Bengals, John Ross. And let's let's just look at this. Kadarius Tony. Okay, he did get nine targets. Okay, six receptions for seventy-eight yards. John Ross, only four targets, three receptions for seventy-seven yards. Much more efficient. Oh yeah, and John Ross also got a touchdown hmm so another one in my car It was a good week it's a good week i'm I'm gonna take it a little i got a fucked up knee i'm gonna take it where i can get it real quick anyway um but yeah that's what i got on that i didn't know if you had anything else i just wanted to pour out some pour out some love for john ross
1: today i love it he's kind of a forgotten veteran guy still has a skill set one particular skill That will allow you to stay in the league for however long you've still got it. That's speed. That's that's why
0: Deshaun Jackson's still around because that motherfucker can, if he's healthy, can still. It's so crazy. It's so crazy seeing that shit. Like, oh man, like, dude, you are old. But hey, if he's healthy, he's out there doing it. So love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. My last one is exposed because I'm wondering if we saw some teams exposed today, Denver, 3-0 start, we know the record of the opponents that's been talked about. And yeah, Teddy got hurt, but it's not like he was doing anything great before he did get hurt. And you know, I think it's coming to fruition that this team is just uh, still still a quarterback away yeah. and you know that's not to say anything like i'm not saying that you, there's not going to be viable pieces to play fantasy wise but this this was a bad week 7 points i mean I was hoping Javonta Williams would have a bigger game, especially with Melvin Gordon being questionable. But they're just they're not ready to hand it over yet. And so it's still very much 50-50, even though Gordon was banged up. Um, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's its starting to become maybe we, maybe at some point. Drew Locke gets a chance and he just starts slinging it all over the place to try and, hey, no, I'm the fucking guy. I can do it. See, watch. And and maybe we get some of that. And uh, Jerry, Judy comes back and we, and, you know, it's just kind of like, like today, who, who who do you, who on here, Cortland Sutton, three receptions, 47 yards. Noah fan 10 targets, six receptions, 46 yards, a touchdown. Okay. So he would have been viable other than that Melvin Gordon 56 yards javante Williams 48 yards no touchdown like what the like constipated offense and it's not like teams haven't been able to move the ball on Baltimore so this is just like oh you finally played a good team and you you just you pooped yourselves that's what happened you you pooped yourselves and then your quarterback got hurt and and then your other quarterback came in and he couldn't do shit either he was 12 or 21 uh, even though he did go in and an interception. <laughs> so it's like, it just, ah, it's a fair. And then you had mentioned the Panthers earlier, but like, I'm like, uh, okay. So this defense that was supposed to be so great, they gave up a shit ton. Sam Darnold, two interceptions, five. Like I know sacks are like an O-line and a, like quarterback has to take some responsibility. It, it, it Like, Obviously, DJ Moore went off. But other than that, I mean, like, they got Chuba Hubbard. Everybody wanted, you know, to pick him up. And we were like, you were one of the ones. Hey, let's just get Royce Freeman for free. Freeman didn't do shit, but neither did Hubbard, and we didn't have to pay for him. So, right. <laughs> like, and so it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's like, I'm almost, because the game was closer, it's like, okay, it's, It's just, I guess with Carolina more like they're fraudulent based on what they've been, if that makes sense, like Mm -hmm. of the first few weeks. And it seems like they can still be okay, but, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It feels like the Sam Darnold mistakes were there. And it's not like the Cowboys. Like we mentioned earlier, they're playing better, but they're still not all world beaters. So it's just... It, it's like but hey i mean dj Moore still got his so you know you can still count on dj Moore, and um <clears throat> you know dj Moore is getting his more than he was getting his last year <laughs> you know if that made sense dj Moore is getting more than blah. blah, blah, blah. but um so yeah and that was a fun game because the cowboys you talk plenty about the cowboys but uh i had to bring up the panthers because i feel like they're a little bit exposed not as much as denver and I still have faith in Sam Darnold, but it's just like those Darnold mistakes. It just it's like, eh, eh, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, hey, they kept it close, so that kind of makes you go, all right. Maybe not overreact too much, but it, I got my eye on the Panthers for sure. But I'm I'm definitely worried about the Broncos a little bit the offense. So we'll see, especially as they get into playing better teams, like, yeah, yeah. But that's uh but that's my last one, man.
1: Exposed. And, and we talked about some of these matchups going into it, especially the Broncos who their three wins were against teams that had, well, zero combined wins going into this week. So you're right. This is, and we talked about the Panthers too, about how important this matchup was because i will bump up teams gradually mm. but like i don't want to overreact to like hey look a team had an easy schedule hey the broncos had an easy schedule like okay like how right. good are they yeah well, you know they're better than average probably but you know we really got to see with who they play next week because yeah they they got their tails handed to them So so you're right. Like this was where we were able to separate some teams. I'm not saying it because of Cowboys fan, because trust me, I will call out bullshit when I see it for the Cowboys. Cowboys proved it. Cowboys proved like they're a legit team. Panthers. Sure. That score the final score is not indicative of how of how the game actually was. Like there was a lot of time. So
0: that's a very Efficient way of saying that.
1: <laughs> so, so the Panthers and Broncos, in particular, you know, they may still be fine, right? Maybe just a, they stumbled a little bit. They can get back on the right track, but I come away from this game going, yeah, they are what I thought they were, like improving. Still but not, not there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. He... They, they're playoff contenders. They're not going to be championship contenders, right?
0: And and and. I'm not totally down on them, but it does. It, it, you definitely, it, it was like they're not as good as that. Because got to give him a little credit for his game. No CMC, CMC had to be making shit a lot easier for him. And and hey, they hung in there. But like you said, final score not really indicative of how it went down. And he had his 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 mistakes, and uh, against an opportunistic, but not one of the most you know, top defense. So it's just kind of, eh. And, uh, yeah, that defense that was supposed to be really, really good. And I like the Panthers, but man, the Cowboys rolled that, but you know what the Cowboys just might roll up everybody like that. So I I don't fucking know that offense is kind of crazy right now. So.
1: And improving on defense too. They've got a lot of youth and you see it and you talked about Darnold's two picks. Hey, we got to shout out some defensive players from time to time. Trayvon Diggs had not, oh, yeah. not one. Yeah, both of them. As I think he's got
0: five on the year, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He is he has an interception every single game. And this game he had two um, Diggs, Diggs is great. If someone was to send uh, an invitation to the Pro Bowl to another cornerback, I guarantee that Trayvon Diggs would he would intercept it. He would intercept that invitation and he would go to the Pro Bowl. So let's get this guy to the Pro Bowl. It's impressive what the second year second-year quarterback is doing. Indeed,
0: my friend. Indeed. You got any thoughts on the Monday night game before we get out of here? We both, we both had the Chargers. So.
1: Yeah. Um, if this actually goes great with your last Mad, mad 5 take. We're going to see if the Raiders are fraudulent or not. The Panthers and Broncos fell. I will change my tune on the Raiders. If they pull out a victory on this one, sure, I'll change my tune. I've been holding off, holding off, because they got by in that last game. Skin of their teeth on this one. I think, as you mentioned, Chargers are going to win this one. If the Raiders do pull off the win, I go, okay, they're 4-0. and Okay, they beat the Chargers, who I, I think is a very good team in the AFC. So I'm excited about this one. I yeah, want to watch ex- a good game.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it, too, and I 100% agree with you. This is another one because – I and I hadn't realized it because I was kind of given Vegas a pass because they beat Baltimore. But I think the thing to realize is Baltimore, with all the injuries and all the bullshit they had going on, like, uh, you, you know, they're probably right now not at the level that maybe some of us thought they would be – but they are vastly improved from week one. You you know, they had, you you know, (laughs) they were not starting with any of their top running backs in week one. Like they just had so much shit going on. And uh, so I, you know, you almost chalk that up to that could have been a fluke. So we are definitely going to find out um, about the Raiders, I think because this one's on the road against these chargers and oh boy oh boy right. it's, it's, it, yes it's gonna be fun all right my friend well that was a hell of a sunday of nfl action um hope everybody enjoyed my stories about x-rays outside and whatnot <laughs> and uh yeah yeah that was a good one man that was a good uh-huh. one i enjoyed it as as i usually do
1: you know yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast, whether it be on YouTube or any platform that you, that you listen to your podcast, hey, give us a like, give us a follow, any type of support. It's great. That's right. And it really helps the show. We want to reach out more people. We've got something good going on here. Let's get more people to the Dynasty Wonderland. So please show your support to the show. Follow us, subscribe, like, thumbs up, please. Yes,
0: very well said, Aaron. Thank you for that. And don't forget, follow him on Twitter at AARONSTU09 and me at RMKMagnus. And with that said, we will bid you all adieu for the evening. We'll be back. We'll be back Monday after the Monday night game to break that shit down. And that's it. That's it. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad from the mad chatter and the salary captain we're out of here until next time top top now
1: let
0: us